What helps make a person emotionally and psychologically healthy? Today, we're going to be exploring some of those things that, that could help you discover how you can become more emotionally and psychologically healthy and balanced as an individual. If you'd like to find out more about how you can improve your relationships or create more fulfilling relationships, whether or not you have one at the moment, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where we have lots of resources and our online course, The Relationship Maze. Press subscribe right now and you can also take our free online conflict style quiz on therelationshipmaze.com where you can discover your argument style in relationships. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about what really makes an emotionally and psychologically healthy person. Because I think a lot of the time when we think about health, we're thinking about physical health. There's been more kind of talk and more consideration to the emotional and psychological elements over the last five or ten years. But still, a lot of it is unclear. You know, what, what really makes an emotionally and psychologically healthy person? Yeah, and what we're going to refer to today is particularly the work of um, Joseph Sinker, who's just one of the leading Gestalt therapists in America. Uh, he created this list actually um, in 19, what was it, 1977, so it's a while ago, but it's still very, actually very topical, um, the uh, descriptors of what constitutes a healthy person, basically. So we're going to look at this list today. Yeah, and I think just before we do that, again, more of an overview of why this is so important. And yeah, I know so many different coaches out there and I see so many different adverts of people saying, you know, how you can be happy all the time, how you can be kind of excited all the time. And, and these are lovely ideas, you know, of course, and, and I, I get this with a lot of clients too. I want to be happy all the time. But is it really possible? In fact, is it really healthy? And we could, and I think a definition of, or one definition of a healthy individual is that we have access to a full range of emotional and psychological experience. That a healthy person feels sad, they feel angry, they feel excited, they feel the full range of emotions, whether we want to put a label of positive or negative on it, mm. you know, we, we are able to experience these and express them in appropriate ways. But at the same time, we don't get stuck in emotions too. Mm -hmm. So, but I see that, that in society today and for a long time, there's been this emphasis on that everything has to be positive. If you're not feeling a positive emotion, like, you know, by positive, I mean something like happy or something like, you know, feeling powerful or whatever it happens to be, mm -hmm. there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. I think knowing that actually the wrong thing is, is when we feel we shouldn't be feeling those other feelings. Mm, absolutely yeah. it's this this whole topic of so-called toxic positivity isn't it yeah where it becomes this imperative that you're constantly uh happy contents excited etc it's all the kind of imagery that we're constantly bombarded with on the internet on social media etc this idea of that um to be uh to be the right kind of person you have to have particular emotional experiences which are uh, described as positive. Yes, and the, the reality is that if you want to really feel happy, you have to be open to the possibility of sadness and you have to be able to experience mm. that, not get stuck there, but being willing to, to be 
with that emotion too. Yes. Because if you turn one off, you also turn the other off. Mm. It's not a two-way switch. To feel good, you have to also be able to to experience those feelings that sometimes you, you may think you don't want to. Yeah, I think this is particularly relevant in the whole discussion around anxiety. So because anxiety is one of these emotions, having anxious feelings is very often as experienced by many people experienced as something that they shouldn't be feeling. They shouldn't be feeling anxious and they have to do away with their anxiety. This idea of what's wrong with me, I'm anxious. Well, anxiety is quite healthy and quite a normal emotional experience at times there are situations that are going to be anxiety provoking and it's finding a way of integrating that into your life and being clear about this is something that I will experience at times it's healthy it's normal yes absolutely um, and wherever where it can be challenges when we get stuck in them I think maybe let's mm. move on to some of these points mm. that, that Zinker talks about so mm-hmm. Zinker being a very important figure in gestalt therapy mm-hmm. Um, So the first one we're going to talk about is that a healthy person will move towards greater awareness of themselves. So we'll maybe rewording these slightly. Mm -hmm. So if their body, their feelings, their environment. Um, And and this is so important. You know, our topic for our podcast is the relationship maze. To have a healthy relationship, you have to get here first. You have to be aware of, you know, what's going on within you. What's going on in your feelings? What's going on in your body? What are, you know, what are the emotions you really experience? I've worked with a lot of people who find it very difficult to ever know their emotions or in the past. Never put labels on them. Never kind of known what, what is this? What is this thing that's going on inside of me? I have this weird sort of sensation, mm. but they can't put a label to it. Mm. And it's particularly important also in terms of... Um your self-boundaries, kind of knowing where you stop and somebody else starts. We've talked about, uh, in a previous podcast, we talked about boundaries. If you have no sense of yourself, you also don't have ultimately any sense of the other person. You don't know where the line is. There's this confluence, this flowing between from one into the other. So knowing, having awareness of yourself also means that you are much clearer about your own boundaries, knowing what feels right for you, what feels wrong for you, what uh, you experience in in the world and not what somebody else experiences. Yes, and, and, and that's very important. And so knowing what is you and what is not you mm-hmm. is, is sometimes how it's defined as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. knowing, knowing that distinction. Mm-hmm. But also with that as well is knowing what is, what's going on with you and what's going on with, with the other person or with, with the environment, but based on what's happening now as opposed to 10 years ago. Because sometimes we carry the past with us. Mm-hmm. So it's having that awareness of actually right at this moment, what separates you from, what makes you distinct from what's outside. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, yeah, that, so that's really important to have that closeness in relationships. You know, it's important to know your needs, for example, as well. Is that often we don't really know our needs, but we have to have that awareness. Mm. Well, and also I think what Zinka touches on here is uh, the, you know, the the topic of mindfulness that, of course, is so, you know, ever popular in these in this day and age. People talk about mindfulness all the time. So it's this sense of now, what is happening right now in the moment? What am it, What is it that I'm experiencing now? What sensations come up for me, etc.? So you can practice that. If this is something that you struggle with, if you actually 
really don't have that much self-awareness yet, you can practice it. Yeah, you can buy, what, or you can look on the internet and find feeling charts. Mm -hmm. And these can be quite useful. If you've always struggled to kind of give labels or kind of name emotions, or you want to develop more sensitivity to the different types of emotions, look up sort of emotion wheels or emotion charts on the internet. And there's lots of charts about all the different kinds of emotions and, and kind of how they vaguely fit together into different categories and start to kind of notice what's going on for you and where, you know, where you would place yourself on that chart. Mm -hmm. So these can be really useful. Um, I think as well with, with the body as well, greater awareness of the body, physical exercise is something that helps you develop greater awareness of the body, different types of exercise. Things like Tai Chi can be great because mm -hmm. that's that you can really develop this great awareness mm -hmm. um, or weightlifting. You mm -hmm. develop more sensitivity in the neural connections in your body. Mm -hmm. But this takes us on to the next one, which is where someone learns to take ownership of their experience. And it ties very much to what you were just saying, Angela. Mm -hmm. So this is where we don't project our experiences onto other people. Mm. So we first of all have to know what is going on right now, what's from the past. Mm. You know, when somebody says something, am I reacting to them as me in the moment or me from experiences in the past? Mm. You know, for example, if I was bullied at school, you know, if you're bullied at school and, you know, you have this experience with somebody in authority or somebody who seems to be in authority um, taking advantage of their, 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 their kind of sense of power. Mm. Now, if you're at work, your manager says something, you might feel intimidated, you might get aggressive because you're reacting to that person as you would have when you were 10 or 12. Yeah. But you're not reacting to them as the adult. Yeah. So this is really important where we begin to become aware of what's happening at this moment. What's What am I bringing with me? So we don't project onto other people. So that's one example. Yeah, it's knowing your trigger points. It's knowing where am I getting triggered here? Where <clears throat> is the other person actually pressing some buttons here that... Uh, bring up uh, a memory from the past that actually might not be related at all to the present moment in this interaction with this person right now. So where we are then projecting outwards, we are actually taking our own material and putting it onto the other person. And they might they they might be actually very surprised about what's going on here. Why am I bringing up such a strong reaction here? So it's it's knowing, again, it's knowing what is your material and what is somebody else's. And this can be challenging to know mm -hmm. because we generally, we just, we respond. We don't think about our responses. And this is about knowing that you are responsible for your actions. You're responsible for your reactions. Mm -hmm. That, you know, essentially in terms of sometimes you think, well, I just do that because that's the way that I am. But I think it's stepping back from that and thinking, well, that's the way you've learned to be. But how you respond, how you make decisions is something that you can take control of. You, you can take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. So you can have a greater kind of impact in your psychological flexibility when you take ownership mm -hmm. of those responses. And I think this maybe we can then bring on to the next one, which is uh, where a person learns to be aware of their needs and to develop skills to satisfy themselves without violating other people. This is a really important point because there's particularly in couple dynamics, there's often this idea that um, I have needs and you, my partner, need to satisfy these needs. And if you're not satisfying them, then 
there's something wrong with you, you know, do something about it. So absolutely. So this is really quite different, isn't it? It's this idea of I am responsible for my own needs and finding <clears throat> finding some way of of satisfying them, which might sometimes be related to what my partner is giving me, but very often they also, you know, there are other ways of satisfying needs. Uh, for example, um, having a creative outlet that, you know, that stimulates you, that is developing you, that is, um, you know, that's of interest to you. Absolutely. And I think just to be really clear with this is there are needs that can get satisfied in a relationship. So it's not that everything you satisfy on your own. There are some relational needs that, you know, for love, for sort of for other things, for comforting that we can experience within the relationship. So it's not just about having those needs satisfied independently. Of course. And that's the key is that the healthy individual is somebody who isn't dependent on somebody else, but also isn't completely independent. That it's not about all those things for themselves. So there's that balance between the two. Mm -hmm. And also and being aware that where potentially where someone may exploit somebody else because they're not aware of these things. So I mm -hmm. think this is... This is really important. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, like, like we talked about in previous podcasts, it's it's knowing how you can have that, your own life, your distinction, your separateness from the other person, mm -hmm. but also having that connection as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Okay, what else have we got on Zinka's list here? Um, <clears throat> he talks about um, a healthy person being somebody who is moving towards fuller contact with their sensations um so and savoring all aspects of themselves so this idea of what do we mean by being in contact with our sensations is having it's it's back to the first point that we made about self-awareness some sense of having a clearer sense of what is it that i am experiencing internally this kind of looking into yourself this sense of What is it that brings me satisfaction? What is it that I am experiencing? Having some cl more clarity around that. Yeah, so having that real clarity and also what we talked about earlier as well, I think, where it's being able to savor all aspects of these sensations, not just in terms of the sensations you think you want, but the other sensations. So even emotions, sort of when we talked about you know, anxiety, not trying to avoid these things, but being able to welcome all of our experience, all of our sensations. Not not having that sort of judgment that some are good, some are bad, but having that openness and compassion to ourselves is really important with this as well. Um, and, and I think sometimes as well, uh, just going back to a previous, well, previous podcast, and when we spoke to Dr. Stephen Hayes, um, you know, one thing, and I'm maybe questioning this a little bit incorrectly, that's you know, sometimes talked about within ACT, or which is acceptance and commitment therapy, is that, It's within our pain that we find our deepest values sometimes. So it's those things that where we find some of the emotions triggered that we can really tap into what's most important to us in life. Mm -hmm. What really matters yeah. to me. Yeah. So what really matters to you, you know, you can reflect on this I find really upsetting. What's going on here? What's so mm -hmm. important to me that, that I know that this causes this upset? Mm -hmm. And then we can discover something really important about ourselves. Yeah. So don't be afraid of those sensations. Allow yourself to explore those. Yeah, because they're important information, aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next one on our list. Um, so a healthy person also moves towards the experience of their power and the ability to support themselves 
which sounds similar in some ways to one that we talked about earlier as well. Um, but what do we what do we mean by power? Because we're not mm. talking about sort of like <laughs> having power over other people. And I think sometimes the word power is is it's one of these controversial topics now, which sometimes people feel that well, you know, some people like power, some people feel that they shouldn't feel like they're powerful because it means they're power over other people. No, it's more about for me. <clears throat> this relates more to strength. What yeah. what strength have I got, and how yeah. can I utilize these strengths in a in the most meaningful and purposeful way? Uh, how can I utilize them for myself, and how can I also utilize them to build good relationships with other people? That's how I would hear that. That's my power because I have agency in the world. I bring something into the world. Um, and I can have a positive impact on the world, but it's sort of it's knowing what my strength is, what my power is, and how I can facilitate that. Yeah, so I think a way that I you know I would define it is maybe being more empowered. Mm. Like I said, the word agency is knowing that right now, as you're listening to this, you may have done things in the past, you may have taken action, you may have responded to things in ways that you didn't, you weren't happy with on reflection. Mm -hmm. But from this very moment, as you're listening, you have the choice, you have the, the ability to, to change these things. You have the ability to respond differently. You have the ability to behave differently. Mm -hmm. Even if at some level you don't think you do, you do. Mm. And it's, it's learning how to take you know, full responsibility for that so you can create a life of more flexibility. Yeah, because there's only one <clears throat> one really one main driver in your seat, and that's you, really. You're driving your own car around, and you have that capacity to, to decide on directions, where you want to go, how you want to live your life. Ultimately, really, nobody else can tell you. People will have influences on your life. They might give you an idea about, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I might integrate that into the way that I want to live my life. But ultimately, it's you who is making these decisions. Yeah, so when we talk about supporting yourselves, it's for you to, to take that, that action, to take that, you know, knowing that this is essentially something that you can do. And that's exciting. It can mm. also be scary. Of course. Because, you know, we get used to somebody telling us what to do when we're, maybe, but maybe when we're kids. Mm. But at some point then it's knowing that actually you are the person that has to provide that fuel to, to get into action, to, to mm. you know, to, to take to take choice, to make choices, yeah. to make decisions and to take action on the world. And to be able to tolerate that sometimes you also make a choice that doesn't serve you so well. That comes with it, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's and these choices that we make that maybe don't serve us so well is, you know, using that as learning, yep. as feedback, knowing that, you know, well, that's just, you know, at the time you didn't know that was going to happen. That's okay. Mm. And what have you learned from that? Mm. What does that allow you to do differently next time? Mm-hmm. So the next one on the list is uh, becoming sensitive to their surroundings, yet protected within situations that are potentially destructive or poisonous. Mm. So what do you make Becoming of sensitive to their surroundings. <laughs> well, that's also, I, I would interpret that particularly within our, uh, within uh, the realms of our topic here, uh, talking about relationships, is being aware of dyna relationship dynamics, being aware of what happens there, what plays out. How do we interact with each other? Um, how does, um, you know, it's being aware of being in a system, so to speak, as well, about being aware that if something happens over here, um, if one element in the system does this, then another element in the system gets affected by it. If I say something, 
that will have an impact on my partner. So being quite clear that um, that everything is connected. We're not uh, we're not floating in a bubble in the world. We're always we're always surrounded by other people and particular relational contexts. Um, so it's being clear about situations that. Um, also, what Zinka talks about here, um, situations which are potentially destructive or poisonous, that also means being clear about situations or relationships that might not be good for you, that might actually be quite uh, destructive. So, for example, being in a relationship where there is an imbalance of power or where there is somebody who is imp impacting on us in a way that's not good for us, where somebody might be emotionally controlling where we are in a relationship that some people sort of in, in common parlance, we talk about toxic relationships, a relationship where um, uh, where I'm not being treated in a way that I should be treated, where I'm not being respected. So it's having that kind of awareness. Yes, and I think, just like you said, the systemic element of us is so important, is that we're not, we don't live in a bubble. Mm. Everything is context-specific. So that could be to do with other people, but it can also be to do with the environment as a whole, is that being aware of that we are part of this contextual experience that we're in. Mm. You know, what we say, what we do affects other people. It can affect the environment. What they say affect us. Mm. So it's being having this awareness, I think, you know, is really important. And part of that as well as knowing that distinction between you and what isn't you too. Mm -hmm. Because until we're aware of that, we don't really know what is what where am i influencing the environment where are they influencing me because mm -hmm. we start to think well actually these things you know this is just going on but you know maybe we don't feel we have any sort of a, a part and part to play in it but mm. we do yeah so i think that's really important really important to know okay so let's go to the next one okay yeah so what else have we got here in terms of what a what a healthy uh, person experiences in life this is what we're talking about just to kind of remind us what what the topic of our conversation is so a healthy person would uh, learn to take some responsibility for their actions and consequences so um as uh, as somebody it, it's it's again i think for me this links back to empowerment that i am empowered to make decisions in life um and i take responsibility for the consequences of these decisions so if i do something it will have an impact. Whatever I do, if I, you know, if I say something, if I do something, it will, something will be set in motion. That's this idea of chaos theory as well, isn't it? If there's a butterfly that flaps somewhere, it will impact the environment. The same is true with relationships, any kind of relationships. Um, I will have, uh, I will have an impact on another person. Um, and I'll have to be able to live with the consequences of these actions. So if I say something to someone else, they're going to hear it in a particular way. They're going to be impacted by what I say. Um, and it's being mindful of that, that you have the power to impact someone else with whatever you say or do. Yes. And so you have to take responsibility for that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Mm. So I thought, thought you'd finish that a little bit. No, so, so, so yes, and, and knowing that, well, when you said to live with the consequences mm. is... Knowing the other person has to live with the consequences too, sure. because some people might think, well, yeah, well, they can just go and live with it. But mm -hmm. having that sensitivity to really understand and appreciate the impact you do have, mm -hmm. because as we talked about, you know, we can be quite powerful as, as beings. We mm -hmm. can have a powerful effect on other people. Mm -hmm. And um, sorry to quote a 
kind of a comic, but with great power comes great responsibility. So, you know, when we have this sort of empowerment is... I can see your expression there. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's quoting sort of a... Who is that? Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, <laughs> right. So, sort of, you know, we, 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 have, we can have a huge impact on other people in our lives. Mm. And it's really being aware of what that impact is. Mm. Every action you take, every action you don't take has a consequence. Mm. And that's the other thing as well, is that by thinking, well, I don't want to take responsibility for my actions and consequences not taking action can be even more dramatic. But what you think is not taking action is an action. Yeah, absolutely. Just like there is no communication. Yeah. Deciding you're going to stay at home, never communicate with somebody, that could be a more powerful action and that has more devastating consequences for you or the people who may care about you mm. than, than actually taking that action. Yeah. So sometimes the fears that we feel stop us from doing those things, from saying those things... Those fears, essentially, by taking that action, um, we, we can have quite a, a huge impact, a positive impact on those around us and ourselves. Or a negative one, exactly. Or a negative both. One. It can go either direction. Yeah, well, it depends what, what it is. But I'm yeah. saying with, with fears, sometimes fears stop us. We feel yeah. they stop us from taking action on something that could have you know quite an empowering effect on our lives and the lives of others. Absolutely. So don't let that fear stop you that fear is that voice in your head it's past experience mm. great so we look forward to speaking with you again next time please head over to our website therelationshipmaze.com uh, where you can take our free online conflict style quiz and also lots of resources about how to improve your relationships we look forward to speaking with you next week mm.